Hello and welcome to episode three of Grow Like a Pro. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankers, and I've got with me the wonderful Jason Flagel, my wonderful friend and co-host. Hello, Adam. How's it going? It's I was kind of hoping you were going to say hello, world. That was my favorite <laughs> well, part. Well, that's like my trademark it now. Is. I don't know if I have to say that every episode <laughs> that's, or what. That's true. That's true. Oh, my God. So how's it going, man? It's going. I'm a little bit tired, but other than that, it's a great day. You look nice I'm and fancy excited. today. You got a tie oh, and a jacket and... Well, apparently we decided to color coordinate because you've got a gray sweater on. I've got that's a true. gray sweater. Oh my on. god, that's pretty great. <laughs> oh my god. So who we who do we talk to this week? What do we? Uh... Well, we're talking with Dana Ford. Uh, Dana is an incredible friend of mine. Uh, she's got two, um, I think, companies that she's doing. So she's got Wildline Marketing and then Brand Zest. So really excited about names. that. I like that. I know. Well, brand zest is so awesome because you know you're adding zest into the brand. <laughs> I think it. Uh, I think it encapsulates what she's doing really well. So <laughs> it does. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. How'd you meet Dana? Um, a mutual friend, uh, JD Bergman, which we'll get into the uh, um, in the in the recording a little bit of how that kind of connection came about. But his yeah. episode's coming next week, isn't it? I think, oh yeah, if I remember correctly. Sure. Yeah, that's right. So excited about that. That was oh, that was so crazy. I love that episode. <laughs> yeah, JD's like one. higher than life kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> so yeah, met met uh, Dana through uh, JD Bergman um, and his organization in team. So Dana actually helps out with a lot of the like marketing social media aspects within team. So really cool. But yeah, um, it was, we had an immediate connection and then uh, we, we talk almost every other day about working on projects because she's a strategic partner with us at Genesis Marketing Group. So gotcha. uh, really excited about that. But yeah, that's how we uh, got connected. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great conversation. I'm excited for everyone to hear it. But before we jump in, I just want to remind people that you can be a part of the show. You can either send questions or topics or things you want to have us talk about on one of our lovely off-topic episodes like we had the Halloween yeah. one last time. Funny anecdotes exactly. or something. Exactly. Or or, yeah, I know. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. But um, obviously, if you want to be a part of the show or... Or even appear on the show if you have a story if you're of a successful business person and you have an awesome story to tell we'd love to have you come in tell your story and just have some fun because that's that's what it's all about jason yeah for sure so be sure to send us an email at hello at grow like a pro show.com hello exactly once at again like that's pro hello <laughs> at grow like a pro show.com make sure to emphasize the hello yes actually you don't have to do that <laughs> but um and wave your wave your hands yes up exactly it's it's very important it helps it get there faster <laughs> but without further ado we're going to kick it over to the interview and we'll do a little debrief after but enjoy this wonderful conversation with the wonderful dana ford Dana, welcome. Adam and I are so excited to have you on the Grow Like a Pro show today. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. How's it going? Good. That's good. Awesome. So we are so happy to have you on the show. I know we've been talking with you back and forth and all this stuff. And Jason, I know you are the one who kind of built this connection, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, actually, we had a mutual connection uh, through J.D. Bergman. Oh, yeah, one that's of right. Our, uh, other guests. <laughs> yeah. Another episode. Show, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely oh. check out that episode. J.D. is a higher than life kind of guy his yeah. personality is awesome so. oh my god so how did you guys kind of connect and what's the little story behind all that stuff yeah why don't you tell it yeah. dana well okay so working on in team with jd bergman really what it was is i needed a little bit of help with some of my marketing projects and he mm-hmm. needed help with some of the things that he was doing and then that's just kind of how we got together yeah so. and i think we communicated 
either through phone uh, like the first few times because JD was like, hey, Jason, can you just come over to uh, Cohatch, our co- co-working space in uh, Columbus area? And uh, he's like, let me loop in uh, uh, Dana Ford here. She's one of our social media experts. So <laughs> That's awesome. uh, we had talked, I think, uh, f- quite a few times and then probably emailed back and forth and then I think the first time we met in person was when you came here to visit. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. A lot um, of three-way text conversations that's right. <laughs> at first. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's how it happens. It's oh, all yeah. about those connections and stuff. For sure. Yeah, oh, small, uh, small world, and then our, you know, it's great to kind of run in the same circles. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, Dana, I'd love to know, you know, and I'm sure the listeners would love to know. Me too. Um, yeah, Adam would love to know. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, your story, your background, um, you know, Obviously, you're heavily engaged in one of your awesome projects with Brand Zest. So, you know, just share a little bit with us, uh, you know, who you are and, you know, your your background. Yeah, sure. Um, so I am born and raised in Finley, Ohio. Awesome. Um, I graduated from the University of Finley with a degree in journalism. So journalism and writing is my background nice. um, and my core love. I love to write. Same um, here. That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I love to write. <laughs> mm-hmm. So after that, I went to Chicago right away. I graduated and pretty much packed up my little like red Honda Civic with drawers (laughs) of clothes and (laughs) went and stayed with my uncle to help him start a tech company called Gesture. And so I was up there for two years working on Gesture in the sales department and basically Mm -hmm. one of five people who originally started the team. And... um, Then had a lot of really great mentors. Marketing was really something that I was getting into. So um, just had a lot of great mentors in digital marketing. And from that tech company kind of moved into more corporate settings where I also had awesome mentors in social media because social media was the biggest thing Mm -hmm. like up and coming. So and when was this about? So this was 2012, oh, okay. 2013. Gotcha. And what was Gesture, just real quick? Gesture is... Or is Gesture? Yeah, Gesture was auctions by cellular before. So they have a technology to where you can bid on your iPhone or from wherever you are. You don't actually have to be at the event. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah. Very That's cool. cool. Huh. So, yeah. So, sorry to interrupt. So, you went to kind of more corporate the corporate side yes. of the world? <laughs> yeah. So, I worked startup, which was basically like 24-8. I never had any time oh, off mm-hmm. um, except for between the hours of like 12 a.m. and 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got recruited actually to start work in the corporate environment. And I thought this is a really good opportunity for me to just start to learn the ropes and see what other people are doing out there, what the trends are. And um, so social media really became my thing for the next couple of years. And I worked under some amazing people who taught me social media strategy. I basically went from knowing nothing about social media to managing 48 Twitter accounts, 24 Facebook pages, and 64 websites. So (laughs) talk about being thrown into the fire. Yeah, really. That's how you learn though, right? Like thrown (laughs) thrown in the deep end and expected to learn how to swim. (laughs) Oh my God. That's sometimes the best way to learn though. I mean, that's you you have to or you're just not going to make it. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So from there, um, just after a couple of years working in that kind of environment, I decided to move back to Columbus to be near my family, which is like an hour away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually never had any clue that I would be starting my own business. But in Chicago, I just started acquiring some clients on the side with social media strategy. 
And um, so I was really on my grind in Chicago. I would be working from 4 a.m. until my job started at 7 a.m. and then working until midnight, just trying to complete these side projects of people who needed my help at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so moving back to Columbus, it was kind of the same thing. I went to work for a local company and just had my side hustle going on. And it wasn't until it was about nine months later and I was laid off and thought to myself, this is the perfect moment. I mean, I have clients already. I'm just going to do this. So for the past two years, um, the first year, primarily social media strategy. And then we moved more into marketing strategy. So how do all those pieces of the puzzle fit in together, Mm -hmm. not just social media strategy? Yeah, Yeah, because it's hard to execute on a social media strategy without having the other I guess, holistic picture of that brand, you know, that you're working with. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And was this, was this brand zest that you created when you came back? So this was wild lion marketing Okay. and it actually didn't have a name until last year. Oh really? So, um, as a, a new business owner and not really knowing what I was getting myself into as a solopreneur, um, I was just operating as Dana Ford. And during that time I formed a couple different strategic partnerships and um, then last year, I wanted to give it a name, and that was when Wild Lion came about. Cool. Um, What's so, the significance of that? Any, or did you like the name, or does it have some significance behind it? It does. Um, so one of the books that um, I would recommend for all all of the listeners out there is um, it's called In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day by Mark Batterson. Mm-hmm. And I just so happen to be reading this book. It's all about seizing opportunities and kind of overcoming your wild lions and um, how God kind of guides you along that road. And I I was like praying about it a little bit the night before and then the next day I woke up and I was like, wild lion, like this has to be the name. It's a great name. So yeah, it has a lot of significance tied to the book that I was reading. That's really cool. And then does, so does wild lion and brand zest, do they work together? Is this, is it a different company or how does, how did you go from wild lion to brand zest? Yes. So that's a long story. (laughs) That's what Um, we're here for. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So long story long. Yeah. um, Last year, uh, probably November, December, we grew our clients from five clients to about 20. Nice. And And how big was your team? Um, so my sister moved up from Florida to live with me and help me. Yeah. Um, so best friends, sisters, mentor, business leader. It was like, it was crazy, but we did it. That's awesome. Um, That's great. She was like my mini me. So she was the marketing manager handling all the social media accounts. And I was on the strategic end of it and, um, just brought in some trusted contractors. We work really closely with Pendulum and they're a PR company in town. And so they form their own collaborative as well. Um, so I guess our team would be two, but um, probably closer to five with the contractors. Gotcha. Um, so we grew really quickly, but um, all that to say, it was a, a lot. And I really um, faced a burnout in mm-hmm. uh, January, I would say. Just not being able to put the right people in place quick enough. Um, we were having to turn away business left and right. Yeah. Mm. And that was really one of the major hurdles, I guess. I really, really enjoyed what I was doing, um, but I was doing too much of what I shouldn't have been doing. And um, I learned a lot about delegating Mm, in that time. So being able to delegate tasks, even if you're good at them, but delegating them specifically to somebody who can really hone that craft 
um, I wasn't really the best at at that time and I wasn't prepared for growth. Mm -hmm. So hitting um, kind of a burnout in January of this year, we really had to rethink how we were gonna structure things. And what I kept coming back to was our clients were really keen on wanting a social media strategy, no matter what they had or didn't have in place already. So they might be struggling with their brand story, their mission statement, their um, culture inside. Um, A lot of people came to us and it it wasn't actually a problem with the team or the brand, but it was a problem with leadership. Mm. So we were having to figure out from the inside out what were the internal problems so that they can be set up for a social media strategy. And so we weren't actually doing the social media strategy. We were focused so much on trying to fix the problems inside. And that was our sweet spot. That's actually what we enjoyed. And so why were we doing so much of what we didn't enjoy? And why were we trying to be like everybody else and provide a marketing strategy when they were not ready for one yet? Um, So we took about three months of a back step, I guess, from Wild Lion to work on what we call brand zest, which is the process to aligning brand cultures and um, the aesthetic and the overall cultural feel internally with the actual marketing strategy. So brand zest is the blueprint that we've been focusing on. That's really cool. Are there any like notable clients or notable experiences that you've had through, you know, working with these brands that you're like, oh, that sticks out. That was something I really had like a great learning experience or something that was like, wow, okay, I that caused me to pivot into something, you know, doing things a little bit differently. Is there something that really kind of resonates in your mind like, oh, that was awesome? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that was bad and it forced you to, you know, kind of, I guess, take new, new steps in a new direction. Yeah, so I actually worked with an urgent care out of Texas. Mm. And I I was hired by a partner who said they need a social media strategy. They had a marketing director. So I'm thinking they've got a whole team. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) And we'll get to put together a social media plan for their marketing plan that they already have in place. But coming in, I quickly realized that they didn't have any sort of marketing strategy at all. There was nothing... um, creatively in place they didn't have images to post on social media and um, they were having some problems communicating the message internally so they had six different locations and um, so what we had to do we we pretty much had to work backwards so creating a marketing plan that looked like it was going to be for social media and then it ended up turning out to be their national campaign marketing wise. So um, it was kind of a, it was not a great experience, but we were able to turn it into a really positive one and um, working to communicate that new campaign to their staff. Some really cool things um, that happened later on in the year, just a couple months later, actually, when this campaign launched was um, the doctors and the patients were connected on this level that they weren't they didn't really see before so Mm -hmm. we had patients coming in to drop off christmas presents and chocolates and um that's what it's really about it's about connecting with your customer and Mm -hmm. that's what we put first as the customer that's awesome and what what led to the kind of the the bigger interaction between the clients and the customers of the thing and the patients and the doctors yeah so they wanted to position their urgent care as a primary care gotcha Mm, and so 
a lot of people kept returning in the local area. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, it was just kind of, like you said, a change of the brand mission and different statements and stuff. It's, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, I, I'm trying to remember his name. It's, his name's escaping me right now, but it's one of the um, founders of Airbnb. When they were going through the, uh, working with Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn, because um, he was one of the venture capitalists early on in their development. Um, but they talked about so many businesses think about what's a four or five star experience that we provide to our customers. Reed and the founder of Airbnb was like, let's go above that. What is the nine star experience that we can provide to people? So it's like, you know, Elon Musk greets you at the uh, at a, a rocket launch pad. You're <laughs> oh going to Mars. And then they work back th- uh, backwards from there because it's like this crazy, almost unrealistic goal that then they got into reality. Well, you know, a eight or seven star experience is just giving them a free gift when they come in through the door, smiling, you know, asking them, um, going above and beyond to, to meet their needs. It's not just like, you know, so many businesses I think that are very successful go above and beyond to deliver value to them. And that's one of the reasons why I'm sure that, you know, you delivered value back to this company, uh, kind of building and implementing that experiential um, feeling towards their customers that they're like, I want to give them a gift because this is the you know the best uh, medical care yeah. I've received. That's awesome. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. really cool. That is exciting. And you know, I kind of just want to jump off that, just kind of towards your social media background and some other things because you brought something interesting. Where you know, there's a lot of these marketing agencies and a lot of these companies have these cooker cookie cutter ideas, or they have mm-hmm. this is what we need to do for every company. And obviously, business doesn't work like that because every business is different. Mm-hmm. But my question to you is, when you approach a company that says we need Facebook. We need this, and all they're doing is just you know buying ads on Facebook because they don't really understand what it is. And I know you know it, it goes a lot deeper and it goes into the culture. But what do you kind of what is your first approach when you come into a company that has no idea what the heck they're doing with social media and marketing? Yeah. So typically they'll come in and say, "We know we need this," and now it's we don't really know why though. Yeah. And we don't see that it's working. We see that it might be working for Wendy's or or something like oh, yeah. that, but how can it be effective for us? And the way that I approach that is making sure that they are aware that social media is just a tool that can help maximize their marketing strategy or their story that they already have in place. So it's a megaphone. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And um, building your tribe, the tribe that you already should have before having social media yeah. mm-hmm. are the people that are going to want to see your message there. Mm-hmm. So. It's all about, I, I always go back to the email list and um, who, who are your you know, buckets of influencers, who are, who's in your tribe, and does it matter whether they see you on social media or not? Are they craving that content? Mm. Um, what are they craving? And so to think of it as a small piece to a really big puzzle really helps them take a step back because chances are maybe they don't have an email list or their email list is not segmented or they're not in contact with their customer and they don't even know how to identify what their ideal customer looks like. And if you can't identify that piece, then chances are you're not going to be able to effectively mm-hmm. communicate on social media and it probably won't get you far whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. So 
I think that's that's super important. I mean, it, it brings up that image. You know, it's a super famous image of the iceberg where you just see the tip of the iceberg above the water and then below it is this massive <laughs> chunk of ice with is everything else. Because, yeah, when especially people that don't understand, they're like, oh, we need social media. Obviously, that, that'll solve all our problems because then people will talk to us. But there's so much more <laughs> that goes into all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I like the idea of, yeah, taking a step back and seeing the bigger picture and seeing what drives it and what what can amplify, amplify your message. So that's really cool. That's awesome. That's uh, that's really interesting. And you know, w- one more thing that you kind of talked about is mentors. Like you had so many mentors throughout your mm-hmm. experience. And is there maybe one mentor or one experience with this mentor that you felt really brought you on this the right path, or <laughs> kind of <laughs> helped you see everything? Because you know, there's there's so many people you can choose from. But I think having a mentor and being able to learn from people who have been there before is is supremely important. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I, I tend to think of everybody as a trail guide in your life, um, whether you meet them and you talk to them for an hour or you're with them throughout a, an extended period of time in your life. You never know how you're going to impact another person. And actually, a lot of my mentors came before I started my business. So um, a couple people specifically were some former bosses when even just my peers. So there was one person in particular from Grant Thornton when I I worked as a digital senior associate there and she was on top of her social media game. Like I know how to take one blog post and create 150 tweets that will last me the entire year. Like I know how to leverage content because of this woman. Yeah, that's awesome. And if I didn't know that going into my business, like actually that's really what inspired me to want to take on extra projects on the side and really start building my knowledge in social media. So it's just those people who, even if they are your peer, but they push you and they challenge you to think about things in a whole new way and to really like maximize what you already have instead of chasing new content. What do you already have that you can really maximize? Mm -hmm. So that's cool. And what, what goes hand in hand with, uh, with these mentors is the in the experiences are the failures that you talked about. I mean, I know you mentioned the the I mean, not the failure, but of some of the times where you had to take a step back or you had to take a break or it kind of helped you see the future. What is there? Was there maybe a specific moment along that journey where you you kind of realized it or you look back and you wish you could have seen something different or something that you really learned from one of these one of these failures that, you know, ultimately led to where you are today and what sounds like a successful new adventure? Yeah, um, I would say as somebody who was trained up in the weeds, being in the trenches for so long and having an extremely detail-oriented outlook on projects and wanting to make sure every little part of it is perfect, um, I, I really had to take a step back and understand that there I, I'm going to have to give some of that up and learn to delegate. And I guess part of that is trying to think what kind of example I want to use. Um, What I really had to do was create a system. I had to create Mm -hmm. processes to handing off new work and um, developing a relationship with a collaborator or partner to help me get to what I feel like the goal is for each client. 
Um, so looking back, I was really in the weeds all the time. Yeah. I was, you know, I was trying so hard to um, make sure all the wording was just perfect on all my 150 tweets that I was talking about and making sure if anybody touched it, okay, now I have to like reword it all myself. But <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> learning yeah. to give up a lot of that control and understand that I don't want to be the smartest person in the room and I want somebody else smarter who can really take over something that I, I want to give up and own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that sense of awareness is, is something that's that's hard to learn, but just so important because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, especially, I mean, when you're, you know, fresh out of either college or your early teens or 20s or something, you you have this ambition that you want to, you know, take over the world and you want to do stuff, especially if you jump into a big corporate arena or something, you're, you're expected to be the best. You're expected to keep growing and growing. So it kind of gets to your head. So it's, like you said, having that ability to step back and realize that, you work so much better as a team when you're able to focus on your strengths and let other people focus on your strengths because then they take away, because when you're focusing on a million different things, it takes away from what you're strongest at. So mm-hmm. being able to do that, I think, is just something so, so valuable. So it's really great to hear that you learn that. It sounds like in early on and we're able to kind of carry that through where you are to today. Yeah, and I'm curious, Dana, because you, know, you mentioned and Adam just asked it, but I'm, and I'm sure the listeners want to know this as well, a lot of people think that starting and owning your own company, um, you know, they might know it's hard, but a lot of people aren't really vulnerable in talking about, okay, they went, you know, a, a startup owner, a founder, um, you know, a leader goes through bouts of depression, dealing with some of the things that come up with, you know, their company or they have major issues. Um, and you mentioned, you know, you had uh, similar situations where you're in a situation where it's like, really tough to go through, but what were some of the things that you kind of did or implemented in your own life that helped you get out of that, I guess, trough, so to Mm -hmm. speak, you know, into a position where you feel more, you know, more full of life, you're able to lead your company better. What, you know, what are, because I'm looking for some of the practical things that, you know, what you experience might not work um, exactly the same for everyone else, but I think being vulnerable with people and sharing that information is so valuable. Um, And a lot of people don't talk about it. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, I think one thing that I want to highlight is many people might perceive startup world or owning your own business to being freeing, really Mm -hmm. freeing. (laughs) And actually, it's the the opposite. Mm -hmm. So when you own your own business, you... I mean, it's up to you if you're if you want to succeed or not. And you do have to be vulnerable to changing up your mentality and the way you think, the way you do things, because guess what? The way you do things isn't going to work if you want to scale and grow a business according to your customer. So a lot a lot of the practical steps, I guess, that I took because I was looking back, I was in a bubble. Mm. I was in my own world and I really, I actually just didn't know how to get out of it. I like learning new things and I like knowing when I'm doing something wrong. But looking back, I was I was working from home, trying out co-working spaces. I had a few team members here and there that weren't really actively involved all the time. And my friends were my clients. I was yeah. eat, sleeping and breathing my business. Yeah. And I don't really like the term work-life balance um, just because it's really hard to, to do that. But you you have to figure out a way to work in in the terms that make you feel alive. So for me, I had to really sit down and say, 
does posting on social media every day for my client energize me? Um, Does sitting alone working this many hours a day, does that energize me? My schedule right now is all over the map. I do not have set days for meetings. I, I work into the wee hours of the night. And that takes away from the energy that I could be putting forth to growing my business. So I really had to start weeding some things out and figuring out how can I create um, more dedicated, focused, non-multitasking time sections um, Mm -hmm. for my business. Um, I don't really believe in multitasking either. I like to set a couple days during the week and just pick a couple clients per day to really give all my focus to. So. It really is a change in mentality and figuring out where you're energized the most is re- what really helped me. And what I actually found was I I love talking to people. I'm not an introvert. I thought I was, but I'm not. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. So and I had not been going to networking events because I don't have time mm. and I didn't. So I hired an admin to help me. I, I hired my sister to help me. It freed up a lot of my time so that I could go network and and talk to people. I love writing, I love being creative. And there were just some of the things that I was doing in the trenches that didn't allow me to perform at my best level. Um, and so that was ultimately what changed a lot for me and also being around like-minded people. So people who may have experienced the same thing as you in the past and can help you move forward. Um, having mentors is extremely important because I didn't actually have a mentor when I started my business. I had past um, peers and bosses, but I didn't have a mentor. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I pulled my friend Tristan. Well, we kind of just met at an, at an expo because I was out networking, so I met my mentor there. Yeah. And so he's been amazing, and he's just been like the fire under my feet and like really pushing me. And you need, awesome. especially as an entrepreneur, you already have that drive and that spirit, and you need someone to light that up. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's awesome. Well, you know, I'd love to transition into because I think that's so valuable and such valuable information. But, you know, what are some of the ways that you're currently building, um, you know, a great culture with your own company? Um, How are you finding some of the right people that, you know, you mentioned working with strategic partners, that kind of thing. So how, how are you building a great culture? How are you finding the right people? And how are you making this, you know, like a successful team that you can trust? Um, you know, because I, I, with the, you know, with the new company Brand Zest, I, I, I'm sure these are kind of things going through your head right now. So I'd love to hear kind of your thought process on um, thinking through those things. Yeah, I guess for for me, it is truly about finding somebody that you gel with, um, um, like from a moral standpoint, mm-hmm. and some of those personal qualities that. So, for instance, our team is. It's very high energy, yeah. and so it's it's very important for us to find another team that that can also add a lot of that expert level advice and match that energy level. Mm-hmm. So depend, it's kind of depending on what kind of qualities that uh, really matter to you and how you work is kind of how you want to match your potential hire or partner that you want to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is, it's kind of like dating. Like you don't, you don't just want to jump into uh, a partnership without dating that person (laughs) for a while. And so what we're really doing right now is we're interviewing candidates. We're starting, we're building relationships with people 
who we feel can really add um, expert level value mm-hmm. to our team and really good vibes according to like what matters most to us. And um, so, yeah, we're just starting to enter that process of like testing and mm-hmm. hopefully finding a partner that we can work with long term. And I guess, too, right now we're, we're seeking teams. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to in the past, maybe working with individuals, mm-hmm. we want to build relationships with teams of people who can handle high volume. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, and then I'd also love to know, you know, what are some of the, uh, I guess, foundational principles or values that you kind of run your business by and that you attribute some of your success to? Yeah, so I was giving this a little bit of thought um, because we take our clients through the build your or create your culture workbook. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that stands out the most is, honestly, we want to work with people who care about people, Mm -hmm. like genuinely do what they do because they want to see businesses succeed. And that's just not from a brand standpoint branding, logos, that's not from really that standpoint at all, but it's from the inside, it's from the heart. So working with um, a business owner who's not afraid to tell me that something really personal is going on in their life. And we actually had a client pass away recently from Mm. cancer. And so it's been a long battle, but we have worked side by side with her to make sure that everything is covered and um, she could feel really comfortable leaving her business with us still working on that with her. So there are, there's so much, um, there's so many personal things that you have to look for when working with other people. It's not just a company Mm -hmm. and the vision came from somewhere. So caring about that vision ultimately is what inspires us. That's the foundation of everything we do. Wow, that's awesome. That's really good info. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 it is wonderful because you know, yeah, like I said, I mean, you you see some of these big name corporate people, you think they're just trying to help as many people as they have. Like I said, like the cookie cutter thing we were talking mm-hmm. about before. So I really appreciate yeah. that. It seems like you really are trying to get to the bottom of what these people. Are. It's not so much as what the company is trying to do, but what are the owners and the entrepreneurs and the families involved? What are they trying to accomplish? How are they trying to impact their community and the people around the nation, around the country, around the world? I mean, you never know mm-hmm. what it can become, but it's uh, it's really great. And you know, that it kind of comes to it. Like when a, when a potential client comes to Brandzest or comes to you, um, what what do you what are like the first steps? I mean, I know you mentioned the culture workbook and you mentioned some of these other things. And are there any tips that you kind of would give to these people that are, you know, very top level tips that a lot of people wouldn't really realize or think about until someone who's been there and done it? Yeah. So one of the first things we do is we just talk about what's working for you. What do you feel really good about? And then what are you feeling like absolutely terrible about? Yeah. Total off the record. Are you, are you burn out by your business? Like, are you going to hire me and quit next month? <laughs> because, you know, we, we need to work through that. Cause a lot of times you won't even know how, how they're actually feeling about their business. And then we start working with them, do an amazing job. And three months later, it's the company pivots or it's, you know, they've been tanking for a year and we just have no idea. So that's where Tristan Rumel comes into play too, is he will look at the sales funnel and just kind and of who do it. Tristan, sorry. So Tristan is kind of my strategic business partner. Oh, okay. Hopefully we'll have him on the show oh, at yeah, some point. For sure. um, and he really helped me reposition Wildline to Brandzest gotcha. right now. Awesome. Um, 
And so we both would do some something similar to a deep dive of like me. I'm more on the personal side of things working with the, the leader, but figuring out um, where are the gaps in the sales funnel. And so we can actually see that if they can't. But mm-hmm. um, in the beginning stages, it's like, OK, where are you at and are you totally burnt out? Or are you over the moon, like way too excited and have crazy ambitions <laughs> and we need to reel you back down to earth, you know? Yeah, so Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, Dana, I'm sure, you know, the listeners are wondering because you you keep mentioning how you're uh, you're all over the map with your daily schedule. So what does a typical (laughs) what does a typical day look like for Dana Ford? Yes. So I typically try to um, get to work by seven. And when I say get to work every day looks a little bit different. So. To be honest, whether I roll out of bed and Mm -hmm. I start doing a few tasks before whatever meeting I have coming up um, or I'm in my office space. So I try to be working by seven and then I try to shut it down by five or six. And to be honest with you, you probably won't hear from me on the weekend because I like to spend time with my family. (laughs) And I actually, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I actually don't have my email on my phone. Cool. either so that's and a good that's, practice yeah so and that's one thing i'm curious about and i'm sure the listeners and adam i know you're you're probably wanting to know too what are some of your productivity hacks or you know tools tips that you use that you know help you stay productive throughout the day so i i typically choose a couple clients that i focus on per day and while many might have a to-do list a mile long and they're looking at it like overwhelmed each day, I tend to block off the rest of the to-do list and I'm only focused on those two clients because you can get so much more done if you're in the zone for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I typically won't answer phone calls if it's not pertaining to the client. And um, generally, while I do believe in responsiveness, I also believe that I want to give 100% of my focus to that one dedicated client in mm-hmm. that time frame. So I also use Toggle, which is a platform that you can track your hours to make sure you're not spending too much time doing one thing versus another for a client. So I I love Toggle. I use that regularly. (laughs) (laughs) So as far as, you know, your regular day, is it mostly local? Do you have any travel involved? Is there a lot of do you go to any, you know, conferences? Are there any good places you recommend people go to? Or is it mostly doing stuff from, you know, local mid mid Ohio? Yeah, so um, three of my clients are in Illinois, and so I I still, I'll always love Chicago. Like, I miss it a lot, and I try to do a Chicago trip once a year to connect with those clients or just connect with people on a business level. Um, I used to travel a lot to, you know, Texas or L.A. or Tennessee or something like that, but um, I'll I'll usually go just to connect with past clients or... um, something like that. I tend to, a lot of the relationships that I build, I go to convene on Thursday mornings. Harvey Hook leads that. It's at the Wave Innovation Group. And it's it's a Bible study, and it's also a really good place to connect with people right before work. So there's a lot of wisdom in the room, um, a lot of business owners who get together for like-minded conversation over coffee every single week. And so really trying to pick something and stay consistent with it over time tends to lead to a lot of, you know, referrals and things like that 
too. Yeah, so. that's, that's awesome. I haven't heard about that. Have you, Adam? No, I haven't. That's really cool. <laughs> well, no, that's, oh. that's why we like talking about all this stuff. You learn so many new that's things. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, you know, staying focused and staying an entrepreneur and being on top of your game all the time, you know, it's, it's tough. It's not easy. And I know you mentioned a little earlier about that you love writing and you love doing that. Do you, is the writing more so on the business side or do you have those kind of creative pursuits or things on the side like I don't know you thinking about writing a novel are you thinking about doing anything anything like that where does where does the writing kind of take you I'm curious well it's my dream to write a novel one day awesome Um, I actually share the same dream yeah same here (laughs) actually (laughs) yeah um I think writing comes really naturally for me and I love coming up with the creative campaigns for clients and things like that but I have really tried hard to start writing again I used to, when I was nine years old, I would get off the school bus and I wouldn't go play with the kids. I would go like hide away in my room. And <laughs> I, I wrote two books when I was nine and oh. read them out loud to the class. Oh. Like those little things. It's like. Just publish those. Come yeah. On. yeah. I sh- no, I don't, I don't know about that. They're not that great. Um, but it's like trying to reconnect with those things that really light your fire. And so on the side, as opposed to doing social media posts every day, I'm really focusing on a personal blog and those are just, they're more like poetic in a sense, but poetic journal entries about just daily life because I I really believe that passing something on for my future generations to to think about, it's more of like sparks of of hope and um, just a, a learning experience of my life. The blog is not public. I, I would love to put something together one day in, you know, paperback format or something. But then I also dream about writing a memoir. I have a couple different memoirs in mind. Yeah, that's so. awesome. That's really cool. No, that's, that's, I think it's great to, like you said, kind of, I, I mean, I just love that this whole message that you're kind of preaching about, you know, trailblazers and just letting people know in the future of what's going to happen and not being afraid to talk because I feel like sometimes people feel if they show weakness or vulnerability or anything, it means they're a failure. That means they have no hope. So I think being able to do that is really important. And I mean, besides writing, I mean, what do you have any other, you know, big hobbies or do you like traveling, any type of sports or any, anything else Mm -hmm. that kind of, that you like to do when you're not, you know, changing the world with (laughs) brands. Yeah. I, I box every single day. Oh, nice. So I, if I don't get a workout in, I'm just like that ball of energy that if you keep me cooped up too long, it's not good. So, <laughs> is, it, so is it actual boxing or is it like the title boxing with the workouts and stuff? Um, so it's actual boxing. Nice. I've had a trainer for two years and so I box and I kickbox. Oh my God, that's, that's awesome. So cool. That's another thing I've always wanted to get into because I they have those, I think, it's, isn't it called title boxing? The mm-hmm. company where it's, but it's not actual boxing. It's just workout stuff. Yeah, it's I, I hear it. I hear workout. it's such an, it's like your whole body going through stuff. Mm-hmm. So oh my cool. God, that is great. I, see, I've always wanted to do like MMA training, not necessarily the okay. uh, the <laughs> octagon fights, but because um, you know I, I'm I don't want to uh, I guess get concussions and mentally like <laughs> hurt myself um, you know for the rest of my life. But just the training aspect I think would be so huge. I mean, you get so much of the martial arts, you get the amazing um, hit, the high intensity interval training. Uh, the cardio is great. So yeah, I'd love to do that. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And I'm sure it's a good outlet too. Like for me, I don't know, like it would be good to get my frustrations oh my out God, yeah, in boxing. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to go in there like full go and they're, and they're like, okay, hold on. You have to be strategic <laughs> hey, a little bit. In sounds boxing. familiar, right? Yeah. Sounds like, yeah. So sounds it like really, yeah, it really challenges me mentally too. I mean, you have to That's use awesome. everything you have when you're boxing. Yeah. So 
That's awesome. That's so I just, cool. Can anyone ever go see you boxing? Are you going to be like a worldwide fighter one day? Is that <laughs> no? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, um, I Dana did... <laughs> Ford versus Floyd Mayweather. I can see it. In the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I have another client who calls me Ronda Rousey. Nice. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is great. <laughs> totally just a joke. I'm yeah. Nothing like, I'm nothing like that. <laughs> hey, you're taking the steps. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, great. So once once again, just to kind of get back to Brand Zest. I mean. As far as, you know, once again, startups and businesses and all this stuff, it, it really is kind of a chess game. I mean, where do you see Brandzest in five years, 10 years? What is what is your goal? Where do you hope to form this? And what are your, you know, your dreams that you think are attainable that you really would like to see this become? Yeah, so I, thinking about that, that that is one part of the plan that I, I have to really focus on building. But I know in the future, I really want to focus on like the high level executive training um, where there are multiple people involved on the teams. So really doing deep dives from a cultural standpoint, um, because ultimately that reflects the brand. So so kind of I'm doing it on a smaller scale right now, but I really want to be able to grow that into um, higher level training, um, probably less execution. And I'm really phasing myself out of the execution part of it, although Brandzest is a do-it-with-you approach. Mm -hmm. um, But I really want to start forming those team members who can take on pieces of the execution. Oh, definitely. That's really cool. See, I I always hear that term, Dana, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's almost like the idea of a Hollywood producer Mm -hmm. where you're coming alongside really understanding the higher level and strategic approach of a project and then you're working with an awesome team, you know, of experts who are almost better or should be better than you in particular areas that can help execute on some of those things to really, mm-hmm. you know, see a great change. That's kind of how I, I see, um, I guess I, I use the term producer to describe it. So Yeah, that's, that's the perfect way of describing it. Yeah. That's definitely where I'm going. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, Dana, you know, you obviously shared some incredible tips for the listeners today. I know I've learned some awesome things. I hope you have, Adam. Oh, my God, for sure. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm sure the listeners want to know, um, you know, how can they best uh, connect with you and Brandzest? Um, you know, and then personally, because you just shared a little bit, you know, about where you want Brandzest to go. But personally, where do you want to see yourself going? Are there any kind of, you know, personal goals that you want to share? You know, we kidded about the uh, boxing champion, (laughs) but, um, you know, seriously, are there personal goals that you want to share? And then how can people best connect with you? Yeah. So a couple personal goals, I would say I would love to live on a farm one day. I would love to be somewhat self-sustainable. Um, I live in the city right now, but I grew up in the country. So to be able to get to that place one day and then be able to travel to wherever my clients are, but have the freedom and the, and the time to set aside to write. Um, and probably you guys as writers too, you probably envision yourselves going to a cabin, like oh, yeah. in the yes. middle of nowhere and just like <laughs> cranking it out. So for definitely sure. create the time for myself to be able to do that. And of course, I would love to have a family one day. So yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. For me, it's the ocean for sure. That's my cabin. I, I, I want to have a balance between the ocean and the cabin. <laughs> I, I, well, a cabin on the beach. Just come on, you could do it. Well, it would have to be somewhere in California where you get the kind of like a mountainous region next to the ocean. Yeah, there true. you go. That's true. You can go abroad to yeah, Airbnb. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, got some great spots. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, how, how can people best connect with you, Dana? Um, yeah. Wh- why don't you um, go to my LinkedIn? You can message me there. Um, 
or visit us at www.brandzest.co. Awesome. Brandzest, like the zesty orange. B R A N D Z E S T. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dana, thank you so much for taking time to be with us at the studio today. I, I'm sure you know the listeners uh, are absolutely loving this uh, this information. Uh, we definitely want to have a, have you back on in the future. You know, to kind of give an update where uh, where you're at with Brand Zest. Um, you know, of course, we can share a little bit more because you're actually a strategic partner with Genesis Marketing Group as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously looking forward to continue to work, uh, doing work um, together. But, you know, uh, we want to thank you so much for your time and, you know, wish you well. Yeah. Thank you guys thank very you so much. much, Dana. Appreciate thank you. it. And cut. And cut. <laughs> I was thinking about cutting that out, but that was just, that was too good. I, it was, it came to me right on the spot. It was like, nice and oh. quiet. Was like, <laughs> it's a nice ending to it. Well, I don't know about you, Adam, but w- do you think that that episode was pretty zesty? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone out there. <laughs> don't worry, we'll have a new co-host next week, I promise. <laughs> Send your inquiries, dude. <laughs> it was very zesty. No, I just, it was. I, I think it was a great story from from Dana and yeah, just for sure. I love hearing people's journeys about especially when they you know they find something they find some success and then it doesn't work and they rebrand themselves in mm-hmm. a sense and find that new avenue to really pursue their passions and you know I just I really what I what I think I really took from her episode too was that she was able to and I know it's probably a lot easier said than done obviously but she was able to take that time away from it for a second yeah, to be able yeah. to step back to get a different perspective because when you're when you're in it, you're in it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard to really get that perspective. You really need to kind of, I don't know, get on top of a hill or a mountain and look down and see really what's happening and see what your priorities are. And I just, I really appreciate and I'm happy she was able to share that and was comfortable letting us know because I just, I don't think it's, you should never be ashamed of failure or of things that happen. It's just because mm-hmm. you have to know that that's part of life. Yeah, it's well, how a you lot react of, a lot to of those. strength comes through being vulnerable. Exactly. With other people. I mean, that's one of the best ways to build relationships. And I think, I, I don't know about you, but Adam, but I, I heard throughout that whole conversation that, you know, she's had incredible experiences, but it is so important to take, you know, uh, I call it retreats, mental, right. yeah. mental or exactly. even physical retreats. You go take a break, get away, go with your family or a significant other, whoever it is, where you go get recharged to come back and be able to do your best work. 100%, 100%. And it's awesome. Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I think we talked about this in one of our off-topic shows. I can't remember if it aired or not, but yeah, it's just there's a certain point that when you are working too much and you're sacrificing everything, you're not giving the best to yourself, to your business, to your yeah. company. To yeah, your we family. talked about that on the Halloween. Yeah, episode, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. It's just it's 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 not it's not good for anybody involved, and it's important. I mean, obviously, you got to work, you got to get things done, but mm-hmm. your you yourself is a should be a priority. Yeah, absolutely, and that's one of the reasons why I love being a part of um, working on our sponsor, uh, Genesis Marketing Group. Yeah, where they've got that uh, devotion, I think, to you know having a flexible Definitely. work work schedule, working from uh, home uh, or remote, uh, to be able to kind of balance everything around your family life too, which is great. And I think a lot more companies are starting to realize the value of it because yeah. your, your productivity grow, go, goes up so much uh, from that. It's, I mean, the the facts and statistics are out there of how much that can uh, really increase uh, productivity. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, especially you know, it didn't make as much sense fifty or so years ago, but now with the you know internet and computers mm-hmm. and remote yeah, yeah. capabilities of things as long as people are getting their stuff done i mean it's not like the priorities at genesis like we said mm-hmm. are have changed it's just 
it, we're not stuck to that nine to five, to that yeah. that strict rule of just be there for the sake of being there. We're working off hours. We're having meetings at night. We're going all across the city and the mm-hmm. country and doing things because that's that's the way of the world and the the way to really get things done by yeah. having that flexibility to be able to do your own thing and get stuff done, but not in the traditional nine to five yeah. thing that just doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> really, no, no. And I mean, and for you know, for some people, it does, and you know, it does. There are certain cases, but for certain things like ours, it just yeah, absolutely. Does well, and and when you're doing work that you really enjoy doing, you don't feel like you're trapped. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, exactly. You, you have that passion and drive to want to do even more. Like yeah. it recharges you. It like, does. I don't know about that, you, but no, like no, doing 100%. this kind of stuff, I love. Like it charges me up, gets me excited and <laughs> fired up. So, I, like I love what I do. I know. When Jason came in today, he was like a zombie. He was like tired and <laughs> falling asleep, and he's got this big smile on his face now. I love it, man. It's great. <laughs> Needed to do some jumping jacks. Yeah, there run, you go. run down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. I think we have a fight club later tonight. Oh, yeah, oh wait, yeah. we weren't supposed to talk about that. God, dang it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, no, yeah. that's on Fridays. Yeah, Adam. Sorry, that's sorry. fight night Fridays. You know, I can never keep it track. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. But yeah, it's. Uh, I I just think it was such a great conversation. And once again, I, I mean, this is with Dana and all of our guests. I look forward to hopefully having her back on the show again and hearing what else she's done in our community and beyond and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's just it's a very it's very exciting to see and once again dana we really appreciate all the stories you shared and how Mm -hmm. you really shared with us some very serious stuff and important things that i think will help a lot of our listeners and absolutely and us as well i mean i I learned a lot for sure yeah definitely so Uh, so, uh adam how can people get connected with us once again they can't they can't. <laughs> so it's like, like we have yes. a wall well, send, of grow like yeah, a exactly. So send a check to Adam Bankers. At, uh, <laughs> hey, include me too. Oh, nah, well, we'll see one day. Um, yeah, you can you can be a part of the show. As I mentioned on the top of the episode, you can um, send us questions or topics or off-topic things that you'd love to hear an episode about or things you'd like us to ask our guests. Uh, also, if you do are a business owner, you're someone in the community that has found success, that has done some cool stuff, please reach out. And we'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to have you talk. And just send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Hello. <laughs> I just love it. It's, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's nice. It's like happy. <laughs> hello at growlikeaproshow.com. And um, you can follow Jason and I on Twitter as well and a lot of these other things. And you can mm-hmm. follow me at Adam Bankhurst. And Jason? Yeah, you can follow me at uh, Twitter at JJ Flagel, I believe is my handle. <laughs> <laughs> JJ Flagel. Um, and I mean, probably one of the easiest ways to get connected, I think, um, for the listeners, Adam, is to just go to genesismarketinggroup.com. And 100%. we've got a section on the uh, homepage right there with, uh, you know, our, a little bit about the podcast, how people can subscribe and get connected with us. So that's probably the easiest way, I think. Definitely, definitely. So that, and that's, that's, what's great is you, you can look back and see all of our episodes. There's show notes. There's, I think we're putting transcriptions up there. There's images so you can see more of who these people are and get a little more background. So I think it's a great resource to look at and really understand what Grow Like a Pro is all like about and Genesis Marketing Group, which Mm -hmm. has been a fantastic sponsor for sure. Absolutely. Sweet. um, and yeah, next week, what are we looking at? J.D. Bergman? Yeah, J.D. Bergman's yeah. episode going live. <laughs> it's going to be a amazing good one. wrestler, crazy background story, and then his um, organization in team. So exciting. So yeah. stay tuned and walk, watch out for that episode. Definitely, definitely. Well, Jason, I know I, I say this for you as well as myself, but we truly appreciate all of you listening and following us and making this something truly special. And we look forward to seeing you next Thursday mm-hmm. at 6 a.m. Yeah, couldn't do this without you guys. <laughs> It's the best, and we look forward to coming back week after week. But once again, we'll see you next week, and thank you, and have a wonderful day and or night. And should I say it, Adam? Do it. 
and cut. <laughs>